Welcome to Mr. Bait and Switch. Ghost stories to keep you and your organization alive. Each of these stories is written to reflect on life-giving insights, but you have to figure out what the insight is that will keep you alive. For more information and reflection and discussion questions, go to spacepainter.com. And now, let's get to our next story. Dead Serious, written by J. Thomas Sparrow and read by Geraldine Hoxie. Sue fastened the Velcro cuff to take the blood pressure of her young patient, Elroy. She pumped up the bladder and began to check the pressure, slowly letting out the air. It made a hissing noise that somehow today seemed louder than usual. The pressure was low, as expected, but acceptable. Sue pulled the section of Velcro apart to take off the cuff. That hissing noise was stuck in her head. Perhaps this was one of the consequences of working a double shift, and not only from this double, but the two others she had pulled this month. She looked up at the ceiling. Was something leaking? These hospital rooms were full of air and gas lines. Standing still, she listened. She heard the beeping of monitors and sounds out in the hallway, but nothing like that hissing noise. She turned toward Elroy and adjusted his pillow, got him a cup of water, and brought him a blanket. He was cold, and she knew his prognosis was poor. She wasn't sure she could take another death so soon. As she stood looking at Elroy, predicting his future, the noise came back. It was changing, though. It seemed to be someone saying her name. Sue. Sue. She looked at Elroy quizzically. Did you hear that? Hear what? Someone was saying very quietly, Sue. No, I didn't hear anything. Well, it was probably nothing. Sue walked out of the room slowly, as if expecting to hear the sound again. She knew she was exhausted. She shook her head back and forth very quickly to wake herself up. Sue had the best of intentions when she got into nursing and specialized in oncology. She truly wanted to make a difference, to help people in their time of need, especially children and their families. Lately, it had been quite taxing on her. Sue took the job very seriously. She knew her work was a matter of life and death. Administering the wrong medication or the wrong dosage could cause death. Even with the right medicines and the best care, people died. Tara O'Connor had died last week from leukemia. Tara was always making up jokes. Sue remembered as she was trying to get her to eat. Tara asked, Who's the relative that likes to sleep on your lap at dinner? Napkin! Even on that very last morning, Tara had asked, What animal loves to run around naked? Tara didn't give Sue a chance to answer. The bear! Tara started to laugh at her own joke and then cough. 
and then she couldn't breathe. She died shortly afterwards. Sue had felt responsible. She knew that was irrational, but she still felt it. She didn't have the right words to calm Tara down, to keep her breathing. And there were others, lots of others in her career. LaShonda, Brett, Margaret, Jen, Allison, Winter, and Patrick were in the last four years. In that hallway, working on her computer, she felt like she didn't know how to do her job anymore. An hour later, as she was entering more patient data, the voice returned with the click of her keyboard. Sue! 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 Suicide! Sue swallowed hard. She looked around. She tapped her ear with the palm of her hand. She had thought about suicide before, but not recently. Not since her ugly divorce and losing two beautiful patients in the same month. A veteran nurse of nearly 20 years, she needed to focus. It was her job, she reminded herself, to pay attention to every detail. She couldn't be thinking about one thing while doing another. As Sue spent time in her three rooms talking to each of her patients, trying to make them comfortable, there was a little buzz like a mosquito that wouldn't leave her alone, and the noise it made was suicide. She heard it when she turned on the faucet to draw water. She heard it when Elroy sipped on his straw. She heard it as the door swung shut. Back in the hall, she thought about Tara's death. Tara didn't seem to care about instructions. She didn't seem to take anything seriously. Sue had never been able to get through to her, to get her to sit still, to get her to be quiet, to get her to just read a book. Tara had asked, Why do monkeys like bananas more than books? Bananas are more appealing! At home that night, Sue fell asleep quickly, but awoke about 2 a.m. She went to the toilet and then got back into bed. In the dim glow of the city lights coming through her bedroom shades, she put her night mask on, closed her eyes, and lay upon her back. A moment later, she turned to her side. A couple minutes later, she turned to her other side. Her mind was whirling. She felt her life was a train wreck. She never talked to her irresponsible sister. She had divorced her irresponsible husband. Her track record with cancer patients felt pathetic. She began to cry. She pulled up her eye mask. The message from earlier in the day came back in her memory. Suicide. The next morning at work, she was dispensing a cup of coffee in the break room when the voice started up again as the coffee steamed and hissed into her cup. Suicide. With both hands, she wiped her brow and cheeks. She puckered her lips. She felt like she couldn't breathe. She managed to walk out of the room. As she stepped into the hallway, she smelled the disinfectant. A thought surfaced. Although the hospital tried hard to make the aroma of their cleaning products pleasant, if ingested in a large enough quantity, 
they would kill a human. She managed to force that thought out of her mind and take a long breath. She had serious work to do. Sue made her rounds and wrote her name on the whiteboard in each room. Later that day, she felt exhausted. Once again, she was taking Elroy's blood pressure. The hissing of the air coming out was transposed into one word being repeated over and over again. Suicide. 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 Sue finished and slowly walked out of the room. Mindlessly, she found herself opening the door to the stairwell and walking up one flight of stairs after another. She made it to the roof and opened the gray metal door. She walked on to the patio of the roof. The door swung shut. In a kind of trance, she moved toward the ledge. She could easily climb over the solid glass fence that separated her from an 11-story fall. The roof air conditioning unit was whirring and creating a kind of hissing noise. All Sue could hear was, Suicide. She covered her ears. Her emotion overcame her. It was her fault. All of it. Every mistake. With her family, her husband, Tara, all of them. Taking hold of the glass wall, she lifted herself over it. She stood on the ledge, looking below to the emergency room entrance. There was a driver by an ambulance smoking a cigarette. Sue let out a sob. She felt she was ready to listen to the voice that plagued her thoughts. Standing on the ledge, leaning toward the ground, Sue looked across the parking lot and saw a tree. She thought it would be good to have her final resting place be under the shade of a tree. With a slight breeze suddenly blowing on Sue, she heard a new voice. Do you know why cats are afraid of trees? Sue stood still. What was she hearing? Because of the bark! This friendly young voice said, Look how blue the sky is! Without questioning what she heard, Sue moved her gaze from below to above. The sky was a beautiful, deep blue, with some puffy white clouds moving across it. Emotion overcame her again, and she snorted in agony, putting both her hands around her nose and mouth. She took three rapid breaths. She clearly heard, you're a good person. Sue said out loud, I am not a good person. She thought she was talking to herself. She braced herself to jump. The voice continued, I always knew you cared about me. Suddenly, Sue's mind went blank. Her eyes closed. She listened. That is why you were so strict, because you cared. Sue held her breath for a second and opened her eyes wide. She grasped the patio fence. She recognized that voice. Could it really be Tara?
Sue took a deep breath and listened. The wind was blowing. She could hear the leaves of the tree fluttering in the wind. The hissing noise was gone. She could still hear the air conditioner, but not the hissing. Wiping her cheek, she was quiet for about 90 seconds. She was looking at the ambulance, the tree, the cars, the people walking. She climbed back over the glass barrier onto the patio. Sue walked over to a set of chairs and sat down. Looking up at the sky, she felt strangely calm and knew what she wanted to do. She was going to take a break from nursing. She was going to talk to her sister. All this flashed through her mind as she watched the clouds. They kept changing shapes, which reminded her that she could change too. After some time, she stood up and walked across the patio. She turned to look at the tree, which made her laugh out loud. Then she opened the gray door and walked down the stairs. Thanks for listening to Mr. Bait and Switch, ghost stories to keep you and your organization alive. Remember, to see reflection and discussion questions, go to spacepainter.com. This podcast is brought to you by Resounding Source Audio.